When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room in all of Western New York with seven different locations and over 300 beers to choose from. Fatty Beer is one of Western New York's only kid and dog friendly bars, and they have live music, entertainment, and trivia at all seven of the locations, seven days a week. Um, Open from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 and later every single night. Um, and of course, Buffalo go apparel Buffalo's honestly, my opinion, best spot for all of your apparel needs when it comes to Buffalo sports, whether it's your shirts, your hats, your hoodies, uh, they have it all over at Buffalo go, uh, especially with the bills, uh, bills mafia is alive and alive and strong with uh, Buffalo go. So go check out all they have to offer. I know I did a lot of my Christmas shopping at Buffalo go, uh, and my family was very, very, very happy with what they received. So go check them out at Buffalo go co on Twitter and Instagram, and of course at Fatty Beer on Twitter and Instagram, fattybeercompany.com, buffalogocompany.com. Um, Sabres win in overtime, 3-2 to two over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Almost like a redemption game for that 9-4 to four drubbing it was like a little over a week ago. Um, and I hope they did play with a chip on their shoulders tonight because you should. Let's be real. Like, you got absolutely boat raced by this team, embarrassed. They were calling for the coach's head. There were fire Donnie coaches in the crowd. Um, yeah, you should have came out and ready to call it. And I will say this, with absolute certainty, they were 100% the more deserving team tonight to win a hockey game. Um, between shots on goal, shot attempts, uh, at five on five, uh, let's not even talk about the power play. Um yeah, but I think the big storyline here for sure is man of the hour, Seth Appert, being called into duty uh, from Rochester uh, last minute, last second to fill in for Don Granado tonight, who was sick, um, gets his uh, first career NHL win as a head coach uh, in his NHL debut. Um, and I will say this, um, there are obviously, like, I guess here and say that 
Seth Appert, oh my God, like he coaches a good game, night and day different from Don. Like it, honestly, it really wasn't that much different from night and day different from Don. Like when the Sabres play well, they played this well under Don Granado plenty of times this season. So I'm not going to sit here and say that there was some night and day difference, some noticeable difference between the way this team played under Seth Appert, yeah, with Seth Appert, yeah, with Seth Appert behind the bench rather than Don Granado. But they came to play tonight. They were ready. Um, and I, they were the better team. I mean, again, we'll go through the numbers here in a second, but I, I would say like that should have been a regulation win. That should have never even gotten to overtime because they played well enough. Um, again, another goalie made, made to look like Dominic Hatchick, both figuratively and literally um, tonight uh, for Columbus. I mean, we peppered that guy. I, you know, he, uh, he made a lot of big saves, especially that one on Skinner, uh, where in my opinion, I thought Tage Thompson should have shot the puck in the high slot there. He's got the best shot on the team. He should use it more. Um, Cause if there's a guy I need to get going on this team, it's absolutely positively him, but you know what? Um, slides it over to Skinner. It's a great scoring chance. A little two pad jammer save from uh, the Columbus goaltender. And, uh, Again, I, I again, I can't blame. I'm not mad at the opportunity or that. Not to, not to, not to get too deep into that whole this, uh, that actual singular play. But I would love to see Tage Thompson shoot more there. But again, Buffalo just was always pushing the play. The forecheck again, forcing defensemen uh, <clears throat> to make bad plays in their own end. Uh, I saw it multiple times tonight. Um, that's where I think Columbus loses this game, and it also helps that Columbus is on the back-to-back, uh, on the second of a back-to-back, where they played in overtime last night as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, uh, I thought in terms of overall, uh, the way they played offensively with a few mistakes, which are going to happen every game, um, I thought they he coached a great game. Uh, <laughs> special teams, however, uh, same old dead horse getting beaten beat the same old dead horse. I just think it's hilarious that they brought in Seth Appert to be the head coach because they, they, they didn't, they didn't like give Christy Wolford or Ellis the coaching responsibility because they wanted them to, to concentrate on their head coach on their, on their special teams duties. Well, so happy for that because that got them nowhere tonight in terms of the power play, at least like I just, that was, that was God awful, God awful power play again. Um, I don't know what has to happen for changes to be made there, but yeah, again, once once again, just an uh, an abysmal power play for the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, I think they gave up more shots than they had. <laughs> I'm pretty positive that that one shorthanded uh, two on one opportunity where UPL had to make a big save or Owen Power. Um, actually, <laughs> I should start doing this more. Um, the puck puck carrier puck race is coming down here, down here, and Owen Power is here. And he's trying to cut this guy off. Meanwhile, he has this guy streaking down the middle right here. And that's like rule number one. You never, ever, ever do that. You never, ever do that. You know, I understand you're trying to prevent that pass from ever happening to begin with. But take your pass. This guy over here, with this direction to the net, if you're cutting it off down the middle, that's a low chance opportunity. Your goalie should save that at 10, 10 times out of 10. You know, whether you have faith in UPL or not, like he he should he's more than capable of making that save. Uh, you try and cut that off. Uh, puck gets pushed to the middle. Uh, easy tape to tape pass. Um, I forget who it was that was it Fantilli 
that had that opportunity? I can't remember. It might have been Fantilli. Uh, UPL came up with a big save, but unfortunately they came back like a minute later and scored uh, after the after the uh, Columbus killed the rest of that penalty. But again, I thought UPL, granted, he didn't have the biggest workload tonight. I thought he made the saves he was supposed to make when he needed to make them. Looked good to me. Um, and the kid line again. Kid line again was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Jack Quinn, honestly, has just been an absolute godsend since he's come back into this lineup. Third goal in five games uh, since coming back, um, which is surprising because, you know, the guy hasn't played any competitive hockey uh, since last year. Um, and then, obviously, the uh, midseason injury was Achilles. Uh, great to see him really get going right away. That see that line hasn't missed a beat, and the big thing with that line too, getting like getting that line going, you're getting Dylan Cousins going. JJ Paterka has been going since the very first puck drop of the season. You don't have to worry about him; he's been fine. It's Dylan Cousins is the guy you've been needing desperately to get going, and he's been going. He's been motoring, and he's been fantastic this season. So I'm extremely happy with the way uh, Dylan Cousins has uh, played since the return of Jack Quinn. One thing I do want to go over here real quick, uh, as as I stated before. When it came to those numbers that we talked about, I'm going to bring it up right here. Mike Harrington tweeted it out um, not too long ago. Just give me one moment. I'll find it. Uh, it was just the shots on goal, shot attempts, five on five. I have it right here. Where is it? All right. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Sabres are, were, before tonight, uh, 115-2 when trailing after two periods. 115 and two. Yes, 115 and two. Now they're 215 and two after trailing after two. So good, good response at going into that third period, being down. Um, hats off to them. Um, not really, you know, continuously pushing back, not, not getting too, uh, not getting too frustrated is the right, I think the right word with how, uh, how things were going. Um, obviously you were the better team offensively getting better chances, more shot opportunities, like all of it and not getting too frustrated heading into that third period, continuously to play the same game you were playing, uh, for the first two periods and you come out with a win. Granted, you wish it was in regulation. I think it deserved to be a regulation win, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, here he is. Mike Harrison, current numbers from natural stat trick shots on goal for Buffalo tonight, 42 to 20. Uh, shot attempts on goal. This one's mind blowing. Seventy nine to thirty six. Five on five scoring chances. Buffalo led with thirty three to thirteen, and um, five on five high danger chances. Buffalo led that one as well, thirteen to seven. And he goes, "Does that look like an OT game?" Goodness, and it's true though. That should be a game that you win in overtime. And again, hats off to their goaltender. He played fantastic. Um, but these are games, especially when you get into like the later months, if you really do. I, I know people are going to yell at me like, why are we talking about playoffs? This team's terrible yet, this, that, and the other. But like if this team does find find a way to go on a run here, um, you do want them. You do want them uh, to get these wins in regulation. You don't want to give up points to teams in the East or teams in your own division. Um, so I agree. Like this is a game that you definitely, definitely, definitely should be winning in regulation. I'm not going to beat a dead horse there. I'm just happy we got the win. Um, and I'm happy that the guys came out to play for Seth Appert. Um, and I, I think it's important right now, especially to get going like this heading into the new year. 
Um, new year, new me, right? That's like the cliche, the uh, the saying. New year, new me. Well, yeah, let's let's start off with a bang. Let's go out and win tomorrow night. Tomorrow too as well. Um, or sorry, not tomorrow. I apologize. But you know, heading into the new year, let's let's keep this up. I mean, I for me, it's um, there's been so many things to be frustrated about with this hockey team, and um, you know. If you could just play like that, win or lose, and I, I tweeted this out the other yesterday, is like or two days ago, I said it's not even like the fact that we're losing because as Buffalo fans, we can all handle losing. We've done so 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 much of losing, uh, time and time again. Uh, but for me, it was just the way they lost, not coming out ready to play, not um, looking flat, looking like uninterested, unprepared. Um, not engaging and like, I'm just getting sick and tired of seeing us get ripped apart by national media. First, it was Hank Lundquist in the TNT broadcast. And the other night it was Colby Armstrong, but they were right. They were right. They were playing like Ole hockey, letting guys through. They're not pushing the play, They're not skating through players, not battling, not winning battles. And that's been the story of this team, from my opinion, for this year. Um, and especially in the defensive zone, um, you know, Buffalo, they were winning puck battles tonight. They were forechecking hard. So I, I was happy uh, for the most part, I'd say, with 80 to 85% of that game. Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. There are certain things that we can talk about that, you know, that you, that you would like to see go better. But, again, um, I'm not going to nitpick, uh, and I'm just happy that the guys came out and got Seth Appert his first win. And then tomorrow, again, uh, obviously a double header between the bills and the Sabres tomorrow. They have this Ottawa senators, a team that just got done firing their head coach not too long ago, a team that has been in a very, very, very similar uh, in terms of situation, in terms of expectations of the Sabres this season. Um, senators are currently eighth in the Atlantic division. I think just right behind Buffalo. Let me see standings wise where they sit, play the senators. They are 13, 18, and they have no, the Ottawa senators have no overtime points no overtime loss points so i'm not sure how many games they've had to get to ot but they have no ot loss points so the only team in the division that doesn't have any ot loss points actually they're the only team i think in the entire east that don't have any overtime loss points so that's that's kind of uh odd but uh maybe they're just a fantastic overtime team i don't, I don't know their overtime record regardless they do sit behind us um they do have however they do have six games in hand on us. So I would expect that they might be able to close that gap. Well, we can't let them close that gap. We need a win tomorrow. <clears throat> we do uh, hold an edge of them on points, 34 points to 26. But again, we do have six games in hand on it, which is like kind of bananas. I know they had that whole Euro European series. Uh, was it over in Sweden? Um, I think they were, they, they were part of that. I'm assuming that's why that was. But like to be this late in the season and they still – still have six games in hand uh at you know on on teams and like on teams in your division that's kind of that's kind of bananas to me i don't know um you know other teams other teams that have lower lower amounts of games played are like boston who i mean we're not catching them um toronto who was also part of that as well they have 33 games played montreal with 34 but yes they have six games in hand uh, we do hold an edge on them uh, to not be the basement dwellers of the Atlantic division, 34 points to 26. We play them tomorrow. Um, 
Not sure who you would expect to net. Um, let's take a look. See if they're the uh, last time Ottawa played was. Ottawa played yesterday. They played the Devils. And they had. They have a net. They had Corpus Allo in net. Um, and uh, they lost 6 to 2 to, to New Jersey. Um, I would expect you'd probably get, uh, in terms of rest, you might get their backup uh, tomorrow, even though he's on two days rest. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they do go right back to Corpus Allo on a couple of nights rest. Um, I don't know. In terms of uh, this team, though. Uh, this is a good stretch of games, I think, where you can really start to make up some points. Um, that should be a game, a win tomorrow for you if you're the best Buffalo Sabres. Play like this tomorrow night, and you come out with a win. 100%. Without a doubt, you come out with a win. Um, we're going to hit the peanut gallery here for some of your thoughts and comments. Um, nice to win, but really wish we would have scored more. Skinner playing in OT isn't unusual, isn't it? Is unusual, isn't it? Um, no, we've seen him in overtime before. That was his, I think they said that was his seventh career overtime, uh, game winning goal in OT. So, uh, great game to be at redemption for December 19th. Seth is one and oh in the NHL. Although I don't know how much of it was his coaching, but I'm grateful to see more than just one win this year, more than just when it's your stay honest. Uh, agreed. Uh, good game, but it's still worrisome. Uh, more from Dylan Baker. Thompson looked a lot better tonight. His hands look good. Um, not going to let this team trick me again. I don't, I don't blame you. Um, I, I, again, I'm cautiously optimistic as always, you know, that should be the name of my podcast. Some two goals on my cautiously optimistic podcast. Um, and then from Dylan bigger, I don't know what it, what it is, but it seems the Sabres have a hard time entering the offensive zone and having possession. Uh, yeah, I think that they try and get too cute. They're trying to get too cute. Donnie got caught on it a couple times. I remember what it was. He he, he gained the he got crossed our own blue line was uh, entering entering the entering the center ice line. And he tried this little cute backhand sauce pass to the boards. Got picked off and went the other way right away. Nothing came of it, but like sometimes just stop being cute. Get the puck across the red line on your own, uh, and then figure it out. Like enter the zone at the very least. Um, you don't have to be too cute sometimes when you have defensemen like Darlene and Owen Power who can make guys back up, or maybe you drop that puck back to a guy like Tage Thompson. Guys tend to back back away because they're just dangerous players. They know what they're capable of. They don't want to just go and attack them. Uh, you know, and most players won't because they know you know their skill set and what they're capable of doing. So I, I agree. I just you gotta find a way to start gaining the red line uh, and stop being so cute. Uh, trying to enter the offensive zone because it's it's almost burned them almost burned them a couple times tonight. That one time in particular, uh, Seth Appert gets the Jack Adams. I don't know about that uh, from Matt. What are the chances Seth Appert at least gets promoted? Um, in terms of big, to be an assistant, um, I think they're really happy with what he's doing in Rochester. So I don't know if they would do that. I think it's important to win in the AHL and get those guys. You know, whatever ends up being on that Rochester Americans roster come playoff time. Uh, we don't know who might be up on our roster from their current roster. Uh, I think it's important for that team to win and gain, you know, postseason experience at a pro level. Um, so I don't think they would do anything like that unless the season really just completely went off the rails 
Um, I don't know. Uh, um, Ellis, Wolford, and Sleepy, whoever that last dwarf is, has to go. Like we've been saying it for a long time. Mauricio. Didn't mix up lineups. Appert, horrible power play. Cousins, Tuck, Middlestat, missed too many high risk danger chances. Power needs a positional change. Defense, not his strength. I mean, I don't know about that, man. Um, you're not going to put out own power on offense. It's just not going to happen. Um, but I would say this, that um, you do need more from your top line, for sure. Um, nice seeing Skinner get the game winner. Uh, but that's in three on three. Uh, you just need more from that top unit. You need you need more pucks to go in the net because the kid line is rolling. No, they didn't miss a beat. You need that top line producing more consistently. Um, and I don't know, like I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Steve Bennett. Um, I was texting with him this week and just like, just, just asked him, like, hey, what's wrong with this hockey team, man? Like, I don't even, I can't even put white finger on one, two, three, four, five specific things. And I made a good point. He said, he was upset with this team, like like many of us were, uh, to begin the year. And it wasn't just because they didn't make the offense uh, offseason moves. He said, if this was the plan all along to develop from within, then why are you bringing back guys like Akposo and Gergensen? Just let the kids play. Let Kulik play. Let Rosen play. Just bring these guys up and let them play. Like, you know, he, he referenced the 05-06 team when we had Max, Roy, and Vanek all on our third line. And I, I tend to agree. Like why why not roll things out like that? You know if that if this was the plan to like just develop uh, from within what you already have rather than bring in guys and free agency, then why not? Then why did you bring these guys back? Why did you bring up? I get listen. I get what Kyle Ocposo offers from a leadership standpoint, but you want to know what like those you know what I mean like it's not like Greer and Jury were crazy long in the tooth when they came into Buffalo. Uh, when when Regeer when Regeer brought them in, they weren't. You know, it's not like you had a Kyle, a bunch of Kyle Ocposos or Gergens. That team grew together and learned to win together. And I tend to agree. Like, if this was the plan, you should have had <clears throat> Kulik up on this roster. Like, what else is he learning down in the AHL? Like, really, like realistically, what else could, is there for that guy to learn? Not re- not really much of anything, right? Like, why why are we still wasting time on him in the AHL? And you see what he's doing in the World Junior Championships at a hat trick the other day, like against Norway. Yeah, go. I know it's Norway, and they lost like was like nine to nine to whatever. But like, still, like, what more does that kid have to prove in order to be on an NHL roster? I I don't know. Same thing with Isaac Rosen. Like, and the, the the sad thing is, is we didn't really get a huge sample size of those guys in our lineup when they did play. Like, it's not like we put them in positions t- to play well. Like you, you kind of did with them what you've been doing with Peyton Krebs all season, stick him on a checking line or checking line, whatever you want to call uh, and people, you know, when Robinson's in there, I guess that I think that line's a little bit more effective. I like, I like what Eric Robinson brings to this lineup when he is, when he is in it. Um, but I, I just don't really know. Like, like when you do bring these guys into the lineup, you don't really put them in spots to succeed or so, spots to win. Like in my opinion, like Kulik should have been on the first power play unit when he when when he when he was brought up. Like, are you kidding me with that shot? Why not? Why not? So, um, but yeah, going back and like that conversation I had, I, I just I just agreed a lot with everything he had to say, and um, I hope going into this new year, um, I know we're about to get Gurry. You know, Gergens is, is back uh, essentially. Akposo isn't going anywhere unless he gets hurt, which I'm not going to, you know, 
he, he does add value to the lineup here and there, but like for the most part, he's just too slow. It's not his fault that he's slow and he's getting old. He's just too slow. Um, I, I do want to see this youth movement really start. I know this is a young team already, but there's nothing wrong with having a bottom six full of kids, just hungry kids, almost like we did in 05, 06. Um, and if you are going to make additions, uh, either at the deadline or at, you know, in free agency next off season, it, you need, you need skill role players. You don't need 30 or free goal scores to be for this team to be good. You need role players, guys who, you know, like your Blake Coleman, um, like I know heat heater, you know, heat daddy said it like Daniel Sprong guys who will go out there and punch an ass car driver in the face and then go on the ice and score a few goals. Like, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally in favor of, uh, guys like that be on this team next year, you know, because I think you're this, obviously you're going to, you're going to be losing some guys. You're not going to have Ocposo back. You're not going to have Gergensen's back more likely than not. You're not going to have Olofsson back in this lineup. I, mean, I don't know what their plans are with guys like Eric Robinson and, you know, whomever else, but at the end of the day, like um, I wouldn't mind a few role players like that, like Palat. I've always liked his game. Um, you know, I'm not sure what type of season he's having this year, but I thought that in terms of like, what I'm speaking about, like role players, guys who play a very good game on both ends of the ice, guys who um, can play on a checking line. You don't need guys to go out there and fight and, you know, bone rattling hits every time they're out there. But guys that, you know, puts teams on their heels, um, can 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 play against a team's top line and score a few goals here and there, you know, you know, I don't think it's much asking much to have a third or fourth line with a couple, you know, maybe, maybe a few 20 goal scorers, 15, 12 goal scorers. Like that's the way successful NHL like teams and rosters, that's what they're made up of. Um, our bottom line has been essentially useless from an offensive standpoint. They just are, they really are. So I, I really don't know um, where to go uh, going into this new year. Like, you know, what the direction is going to be. Um, because I think we all know that Donnie is on the hot seat. And if he really, 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 especially tonight, whether you want to agree with it or not, like I know it was a one-off and even Casey Middlestat said in his post-game interview, it's like, yeah, they're both very similar coaches. So it wasn't really much of a difference, but like Seth Affert got a win in the NHL tonight. I mean, that's not going to go unnoticed. It's not, especially against a team that shellacked you nine to four over a week ago. Like I, it's not good to me. It's not going to go unnoticed. Um, and I think that, uh, if things continue to go sour for Don Granado, they might they might do it during the season and say, "Hey, Seth, here's your audition. Go with it. See how you do." I could definitely see that happening, hundred um, percent. And then next year we'll see what happens. Maybe we all get what we want. And Michael Pekka, you know, gets gets a promotion and he's going to be up for a head coaching job. Maybe he'll be in Buffalo. Who knows? Um, he should be behind Buffalo's bench now, anyways. Uh, instead of these schmucks that we have <laughs> along all, all around Don Granado. Here's some more comments uh, from the peanut gallery. Uh, Polly really needs to watch film and learn from what, from it every it's every night. It's the same bullshit in the D zone. Um, well, let's see if the Sabres can win tomorrow with Seth Appert behind the bench. Something they cannot do with Granado, unfortunately is win two games. In a row. it's a good point from Sean Smith. Um, if, I don't know if they've announced it yet, if Don will be out tomorrow too. But if they do have to go back to Seth, that would be interesting to see them finally get to win two games in a row uh, without their paid head coach behind the bench. 
Oh, that is a, that's a very interesting comment from uh, from Sean. Um, terrible awareness on Darlene on that pass as the penalty ended. He turned it over with a muffin pass at the worst time, and he ha- and he has to know uh, Fantilli is coming out. Yeah, and I, I said I even tweeted out from two goals. One, I was like, what does he do? What is he thinking there? Like you're shooting at shin, you're putting pucks into shin pads. Like pick your head up. The the, the play there. Is not a shot on that. You mean I can't remember exactly the details of what situation he was in when he had the puck. If he was just had a guy right on him and he was just throwing it, getting rid of it. But throw that along the boards behind the net. That's a better play than what you did. Or walk the blue line. I don't know. I just <laughs> what he did. This a boneheaded play. That's a play you make in your rookie year. Not you know is he in the sixth year now? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a stupid, stupid boneheaded play from Darlene that led to that uh Fantilli when that goal with Fantilli coming out of the box. Uh kid line was the only one going to net consistently. Okay, I gotta agree. Uh the kid line has been their best game every game pretty much since uh Quinn's return. Uh Mitz, Greenway, Benny are a great line. Love it. And even Mitz uh Mitz even made a comment in the post game. He goes, he loves he loves playing with uh Benson. He goes, he's a lunatic out there. He's a maniac. He's always driving to the net, always uh, always working hard, and I think we've all seen that. It's hard to find any games this season with Benson where you can say he was he played bad, he didn't work hard, that he was that he was lazy because he hasn't been. Twelve was in twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Greenway wasn't a paint. I hated that missed penalty call there in the third period where you know he was in front of the net, had the puck, and just a blatant trip in front of that ref in the corner. He's staring right at it. And I don't know what he's seen there that didn't warrant a penalty, but that was 110 times out of 10 a penalty. Uh, that drove me nuts. Uh, don't let this team trick you into thinking they are good. They are not. They need to work. They need to grow up, and we need a new coach. I'm not saying I'm not. We're not talking playoffs here, Dylan. We're not. Um, I'm just stating if this team does go on a run because they did have similar records at this point of the season last year, so it is capable. And this, a lot of these guys are the same players. They're all capable of, of scoring and playing a lot better than they have this season, every single one of them. So it's not, it's not, I, I think the goaltending for the most part has been better. I don't think it's really debatable. It has been better. Um, defense has been worse, which is hard to believe from last year. Um, but I will say this. Um, if you can get these guys scoring even at 75 or 80% of the rate that they were scoring last season, um, they can go on a run for sure. And they just need that power play to get going. I would switch to Seth with different assistants right now. Too bad Pekka and Webby got away. Uh, agreed, but I don't just don't see that happening. Um, always can count on Benson to go hard every night, hence the reason why he is playing up here. And Jost was sent to Rochester. FYI, I still can't believe he scored a goal <clears throat> in his first game with Rochester. Yeah, it was funny. First game back, Joe scores. Um, it's also mind-blowing that that one night, one night he's playing on the top line. Uh, and replace the Tage Thompson for personal reasons. And the very next night, he's uh, on waivers. I, I just I couldn't believe that. Um, especially, I, I don't know what Peyton Krebs has done to piss off Con Granado. Or I, I, I just he, he doesn't serve any purpose down there playing with Ocposo. And in situations where you have a guy missing, whether it's a Dylan Cousins or a Casey Middlestad or a Tage Thompson, I, I just I want to see more Peyton Krebs with skilled players. I just want it. He's the big part of the Eichel deal. One of the bigger, big parts of the Eichel deal along with Tuck. Like give this kid a chance. See what he has. He was a first round pick. Um, put him with skilled players. 
Uh, we played at home against a weaker team on a back-to-back date. Sabres can't bury chances, can't score good goals, too many posts, too cute. I don't disagree with you, Mauricio, but they were the better team tonight. They were. They just were. Um, I mean, I went through the stat line to start to start the show uh, via Mike Harrington, and they were the better team. They deserved to win. They should have won in regulation. Um, I'm past the narrative that I'm okay with the effort and a loss because we want effort and a win, we should expect this team to start winning. I agree with you. I agree with you. And again, I, when I when I said that earlier in the week, I said it's not just losing; it's just the way that they lose. I think I think fans wouldn't be as angry with some of the losses if you're at least putting the effort in, and you're and you're and you're skating your ass off, and you're getting your chances, and you're engaging, and you're just maybe losing to a better team. I mean. Let's face it, we, there's, this team wasn't going to be a cup contender this year. We were hoping for playoffs, but um, they were going to lose a lot of games still. Like, let's be real, they didn't address a lot of things that they should have addressed in the offseason. So I knew that there were still going to be a decent amount of losses this year, but I fully expected them to be uh, above 500 and contending for one of the two wild card spots. But I don't know. We'll see uh, from Kevin. The latest version of middle stats winning puck battles and getting points is still hard to comprehend considering how he used to be. Yeah, I, I think a big part of that too, Kevin, is he put on a lot of size. A couple of years ago, he was too small. He had nothing, no weight on his bones. Like, And I was a big critic of him. I always said, this kid needs to put on size. He's not putting the work in away from the rink. Like, He needs to get in the weight room. He needs to diet better. Like he needs to bulk up because it's not for, it's not like he wasn't skilled enough. Didn't have the shot. Didn't have the IQ. Didn't have the hands. He had all those things. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, it was all about size for him. All about size. Um, you gotta love that. They picked Jock Martin, the dinosaur, uh, to coach. Oh yeah. For Ottawa. Yeah. We'll see what that goes for them. I mean, he's a, he's an, he's a filler. He's an interim guy. Um, some people thought that Jay McKee, there's a good chance Jay McKee might be up for that job in the, uh, in the off season. He is still, he is part of that organization. Uh, and, uh, is it in the AHL? Is he, no, he's still, no, he's still in the OHL, but I do know that he is affiliated with the organization, uh, in some ways. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jay McKee is, uh, at least given an interview for that job. Playing too cute enough is enough. I don't disagree with you, but they were the better team tonight and hats off to them. I know that it's against a lower end team. I know it's against uh, a team on the back to, uh, on the second of a back to back, but they were the better team. They just again, once again, another goalie just playing the game of their game of their life. Not against the Buffalo Sabers. I'll give credit where credit is due. Their goalie played fantastic, but I don't disagree with you, Marisa. We do have to start bare and chances, especially Tage, especially Cousins, especially Skinner and Tuck. Like and Skinner has an overtime goal, but these guys have to start burying. Um, more grit, more sandpaper is needed. We need a roster overhaul, more role players, even AHL players, all same skill level, same type. I don't, and again, Colby Armstrong said it too. Like a lot of these guys are the same type of player and he's not wrong. Um, that's why I've gone back. I've been saying it for a few weeks. You need more role players on this team. I referenced that 2013 Boston Red Sox team that blew like a 20 game lead on the wild card and you know, players were drinking in the clubhouse and this, that, and the other. It was absolutely dysfunctional. Uh, cost uh, Terry Francona his job. Um, they brought in guys like Johnny Gomes and Mike Napoli, role players, not superstars, role players. Um, guy, good locker room guys, good guys, good leaders. Um, 
and they turned it around, went from worst to first, and uh, won the World Series the very next year. I will say Fantilli is going to be a fantastic player. Yes, I 100% agree. I love Adam Fantilli, Michigan University product. Um, so many great ho- college hockey players coming out of Michigan the past, like, three to five years, and he's going to continue to do like Luke Hughes on uh, a couple of the guys they have there now. Just fantastic program over there in Michigan. Uh, Dahl's tried to cross ice pass to the dot. Finesse, finesse is missing from all forward lines. Yes, I agree. Uh, more from Reese. Scoring involves more calculating, utilize time and space to your best ability. That takes skill and talent. Again, I don't disagree with you. Um, remember Colby Armstrong, whereas we have our roster, same type of players lacks diversity. Remember Hank's words, lack of accountability, truth will set you free. I don't disagree with you. I, I agree with you on all fronts. You do have too many of the same type of player on this team. You need role players. You need guys like a Blake Coleman, a Palat, maybe from a Palat from a few years ago. Guys like that, when they were winning, when, when they were on teams that were winning, uh, they filled the bottom six role and they and they played very, very, very well. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I, I for me, it's uh, I don't know. It, it's gonna take. I don't, that's not gonna take a roster overhaul. You have so many players, like literally locked up to 2030 and beyond. You're not gonna overhaul your entire roster, but there are things that you're gonna have to do. Um, in terms of fine, especially with that bottom six, you just need more. You need need more, and you're not getting that from those guys right now. So, with that being said, um. They play Ottawa tomorrow. Um, I fully expect. I'm predicting. I'm going to predict it right now. Sabers are going to get a four to one decisive win tomorrow with Devin Levi in net, and they are going to win their second back to back. Whatever second second of their second game in a row for the second time uh, this season. They will beat the Ottawa Senators tomorrow at six p.m. Mark my words, you will get a Buffalo Bills and a Buffalo Sabres win. I'll hang up the phone and listen. Um, you got to build off this win tonight. I know it's our the second of our back-to-back, and I know that Ottawa is going to be on a few nights rest, but that's no excuse. You have to take this momentum into tomorrow against Ottawa and get us get a win. You have to start compiling points. You have to start stringing, win, winning. I have to start stringing games together. Uh, no question about it. You have to, have to, have to, have to. I'm going to bring up Brian Koziel's uh, post-game interviews here just momentarily. Uh, we're getting about almost 40 minutes into uh, the broadcast. I'll let you guys go here in a second. Um, Appert said, from Seth Appert, said Granado is feeling better, but Appert will be going to Ottawa for the game tomorrow. So um, so he will. Seth Appert will be filling in for uh, Don Granado tomorrow. So, again, to I believe it was Sean's comment earlier, this will be interesting. What if it is that Seth Appert is the guy to get two wins in a row for only the second time this season? Um, from Mike Harrington, Appert said the transition was seamless because the amount of time he regularly talks to Kevin Adams, including an hour an hour yesterday, Granado and Sabers assist. The amount of time he talks to Kevin Adams, Granado, and the Sabers assistants was put on notice this morning, and by 10 a.m. was told he was needed. Apert's, yep, yep, Apert says it from Brian Kozel. Apert was called around by Adams around 8.30 this morning. Um, Don Granado had a FaceTime call with Seth Apert and the rest of the Sabres coaching staff as a group worked together to prepare for the game against the Blue Jackets. Apert got to Buffalo around noon. Ken Adams called at 10 a.m. to tell Apert he was needed. So 
trying to find all the rest of the comments here from um, Brian Kozel. Middlestat said they had so many chances, just needed to keep it. Uh, said he, uh, to keep it up. Said it on his goal. He knew Greenway was headed to the net. It made it made him confirm the decision to shoot there instead of pass. And we need that more from Casey. You need him shooting. He's got a great shot. He has an elite shot. He just doesn't use it enough. We said that on the show so many times. Metalstat says Apper and Granado are very similar. They are positive people playing the same system, puck pressure and puck possession. It was easy to have him there. So it was a, it was a, it was an easy transition. Uh, there was no hiccups, which is nice. Uh, Apper today was trying to get here and keep it as smooth as possible, so that the staff and the players would be in the right mindset to try and win again win a hockey game tonight. Appert says his message going into the third period was don't get bored playing the right way. Thought they were playing well despite trailing going into the third. So I like I like that. Don't get bored playing the right way. I think that's the, the mixed messages. Not mixed messages, but the message really there. Don't be afraid to take chances right now. Don't play it safe. Go out there, take chances, and go win a hockey game. Skate through them. I like that. Like that a lot. Um more from the post-game comments. Let's see here. Quinn says they knew Columbus played last night and went to OT and traveled. Said they wanted to take advantage of that and use their speed to create chances. And, that yeah, they were the faster team. They were the better team tonight, 100%. Uh, Quinn says Appert said don't get bored with – same thing. Don't get bored playing with the right way. And they continued to work throughout the game. Quinn on goal and bodies around the net. I think we had a lot – we had at least three guys in there, and I was – I was the one able to get free on the one side. Yeah, and again, you don't have to be fancy. You don't have to be pretty. Just get got bodies in it, get pucks in the net, and those goals will come. You know, just get the puck to the net. Get bodies, screen the goalie, make it chaotic down there, find loose pucks, and score. That's why you won tonight. Skinner and Appert filling in. We loved. We hope Donnie feels better and gets better as quickly as he can. Says they all see Appert, they all see Appert at camp. He's not a stranger. The transition was smooth. The coaches do the same. Uh, the coaches do the job of giving the game plan, and then the players have to execute it. Skinner credits Thompson for the game winner, said he made a great play after his initial shot, then stayed on it behind the net, winning the battle and feeding power who found him for, found Skinner for the goal. Yeah, I, again, um, Tage Thompson with a fantastic chance right before that, found his own rebound, was able to stay on the puck, fed it to uh, Owen Power, who immediately found Jeff Skinner trailing in the slot and went glove side. Uh, good night, Jim Kite, you know, uh, and Sabres win 3-2. That being said, guys, I don't want to keep you for too much longer. Um, Sabres win 3-2 in overtime. Uh, I, got, I liked a lot about their games tonight, uh, forechecking, backchecking. Um, I, I think that they – they played physical enough. Clifton with a couple of big hits out there. Thought UPL looked solid. Um, you know, definitely played good enough to win. And those games are tough for goalies when you're when the workload isn't there. You're not getting a lot of shots, especially in low scoring games. Like if you're not engaged mentally during games like that, when you're not seeing a ton of rubber, and it's not even like they not just seeing a ton of shots. The shot attempts weren't even there. Um, Columbus did look tired out there. They looked they looked weak on pucks. Um, but when he was called upon, he made a couple of big saves. They needed him. He was there. And uh, happy to see him get the win and get back into the winning ways. Uh, and, I would again, I expect the same for Devin Levi tomorrow night against the Ottawa Senators at 6 p.m. We will obviously, of course, be with you on the postgame. 
Um, remember, this has been brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room with seven different Western New York locations. They're open from 1130 a.m. till 1030 p.m. and later. Live entertainment, music, and trivia at all seven locations, seven days a week. And they are one of Western New York's only kid and dog-friendly bars. Tell whoever is behind the pine, especially if it's Greg Day, uh, GD3 over at the Lancaster location. Tell them the boys from Two Goalies and Mike sent you, and they'll take care of you. And never forget, Buffalo Logo is one of the best places to get all of your Buffalo sports apparel needs when it comes to your shirts, your hats, your hoodies. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I took care of my family on Christmas this year. Uh, thanks to the boys over at Buffalo Logo. And my family was really happy. Uh, with the shirts and the hats and the hoodies that I got them. So with you, that being said, I'll hang up and listen, guys. You have yourself a fantastic Saturday night. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Go Sabres. I'll hang up and listen. Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. 
Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.